John and Sam in Japan, the international comedy podcast. Theme tune time. Let's go, John. John and Sam in Japan. John and Sam in Japan. John and Sam in Japan. I told you there's no way I'm singing. Come on. John and Sam in Japan. John and Sam in Japan. Yeah. John and Sam in Japan. Never gonna happen. And put your clothes back on, it's just weird. Ah, never! John and Sam in Japan, the international comedy podcast. Welcome to the show. Here's John. And here's Sam. And this is John and Sam in Japan. The international comedy podcast. Um, This is take two of the intro. (laughs) Uh, I made John... uh, John told what I deemed to be an inappropriate story. <laughs> so I, I had to delicately suggest that we that we don't uh, use that particular one. Yeah. <laughs> if you want to hear the uh, the intro that was deemed inappropriate, you'll have to become friends with John and uh, <laughs> catch him when he's not standing near a policeman. <laughs> yes. Anyway, what have you what have you been up to? So, uh, well, yeah, yesterday. Um... I was talking to a friend in England who I haven't seen for a long, long time. We used to live together in Japan and we were chatting on Facebook Messenger. And then when I got home, my wife's friend was at our house and I haven't seen her for a couple of years. But in a weird sort of coincidence that I happened to talk to both these people yesterday, when me and my wife started dating, we were on a double date with them. All right. Um, so the guy you know in England and... Yeah, who I haven't seen this, for ages or talked to this, for ages. And this, they just coincidentally appeared in your life again on the same day. Yeah, yeah. And it was a double date, so I assume it didn't end as well for them as it did for you. No, it was... Uh... Or did he have a lucky escape? Oh, no, she's a great girl. <laughs> no, I didn't mean from her, I just meant from <laughs> marriage in general. Oh, right, well, yeah. No, it was quite an insane date, because um, me and him, obviously, at that point, I had no idea that I was going to get married and have kids with this woman. Just thought it was a bit of fun, so we ended up getting quite drunk, and uh, we're in a pub, and he managed to acquire a stuffed koala toy which he when you say acquire it very much sounds like stole uh well yeah i mean i don't know (laughs) he didn't buy it i don't know where it came from Uh, but he pulled the head off it and he proceeded to walk around the pub um interrupted people's conversations by putting this koala's head over somebody's shoulder as they were talking to somebody else which me and my wife found absolutely hilarious the other girl didn't find it didn't find it quite as funny and then we ended up in um a family restaurant at about six o'clock in the morning. And so it was a heavy night. Oh, your, yeah. your wife is, <laughs> she's going somewhere there six o'clock in the morning. Yeah, well, I think she must have thought I was a keeper. <laughs> <laughs> but he, uh, yeah, he kept making this girl cry because uh, every time... Uh, he was making her cry. <laughs> yeah, he's making her cry. I think she was just really tired. I think she wanted to go home, but she was just being polite Japanese style. Please let me go home. <laughs> but he, he, uh, he, Basically did the opposite. Every time the waiter or waitress came over to the table, he would say to them in Japanese, uh, please help me, I've been held hostage by this woman. <laughs> uh, but my wife found it hilarious at her friend's expense. It's good to see that women are the same as men, mm. laughing at their friend's yes. pain. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so anyway, how about what's on the show today? Well, we've got a really, really busy show. We have an interview with Michelle Sabah, Israeli comedian. We have some stand-up comedy from Andy Erickson from America, and we have a brand new section of the show. But first, this. This 
is JNSNJ News. So what have you got for us? Yeah, just the one story this episode. Uh, it's a cracker. Nice. It's not a Christmas story, is it? <laughs> no, but it does involve a bit of religion. What if I said to you, what was your, what would be your worst nightmare? What do you think it would be? Uh, waking up without a penis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would definitely be up there. With my wife stood over me with a pair of scissors. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, more likely than some people might think. Yes. <laughs> well, I, one of mine would be waking up and be, and being possessed by a devil. <laughs> Is that something that you've contemplated before? <laughs> well, no, it's not something that I regularly think about, but I think the movie The Exorcist scarred me when I was a child. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there's a story here. It says, man performs exorcism on a train as possessed woman screams devil in front of commuters. Which country do you think this story is from? Oh, America. <laughs> yeah, that would have been my first guess too. But actually, <laughs> this was uh, in Mexico, Mexico City. Oh. Yeah. The story says, a smartly dressed man performed an exorcism on a busy train as a woman screamed devil in front of shocked commuters. <laughs> Excellent. Footage of the bizarre incident was captured by a fellow passenger traveling on the underground in Mexico City. The, the video, which has been seen more than a million times, was posted with the title... <laughs> when you find yourself in the middle of an exorcism on the metro. <laughs> nice. <laughs> uh, it shows a man in a suit apparently praying in the name of Jesus Christ to free the allegedly possessed woman in front of him. <laughs> I'm loving the use of the word allegedly in that sentence. It says, the man can be heard saying, in the name of Jesus, leave. And you need to leave in the name of Jesus. You need to go. Sounds like my mum. <laughs> and often my wife. Yeah. Why woman... is your wife telling me to leave? <laughs> well, I think we all know why. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the woman seems to agree that she's possessed and says, yes, that, get out, get out. <laughs> <laughs> yes, one does agree one is possessed. <laughs> Thank you for noticing. <laughs> she then begins to lash out at the man who's trying to exercise her, hitting him with a large umbrella. Right. No reports of whether she was making lightsaber noises or not at that time. <laughs> right. It says the man is not deterred, however, and carries on telling the seemingly, seemingly confused woman, I forgive you. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> that would confuse me. I forgive yeah. you. <laughs> I think uh, being on the trades in Tokyo, I've performed a few exorcisms myself. <laughs> yeah. Jesus Christ, just get out. Too busy. Too many weirdos. Leave, leave. leave now in the name in the of name. Jesus, leave. <laughs> I forgive you. It says the woman who has not been identified repeats devil over and over again, while some of the passengers on the train can be seen collecting their things and moving down the carriage. So was it just a ploy to get an empty seat, I wonder? <laughs> according, to, according to local media, this is a common scene on the trains in Mexico City. Really? <laughs> Might have to get myself a ticket to Mexico City and get rid of all my demons. Yeah. That was JNSNJ News. What were you like when you were at school? Did you get straight as or were you a fool? John and Sam want to know. They'll feature your story on the show. Tales from teachers are welcome too. 
You can send the email from the loo. Ring, ring goes the bell. Now time for a new section of the show. The title of this segment is called School Days. We got this idea from last time where John was telling his story about drunkenly taking an exam. And we thought... Most people have good, funny stories about their school days. So this is an opportunity for you guys to write in and let us know what crazy things did you get up to when you were at school. And this can be uh, when you were at school or maybe even if you're a teacher now and your students are behaving (laughs) bizarrely, let us know what's going on. We had actually, just coincidentally, someone sent in. Yeah, yeah. Uh, So it's a student in Japan uh, writing their homework in English and the listener called Dean sent it to us and says Sam is this a true story (laughs) so would you like to hear it yeah I would I'm intrigued so once upon a time there was a man who loved cats very much he had cats of all different sizes but he always loved a fat cat named Sam the man was with Sam all the time at breakfast lunch and dinner but Sam had one problem he was too fat the man was worried that he might be as large as a cow, so he decided to make a diet plan for Sam. So Sam's diet started. Sam used to eat pizza, but the man gave him salad instead. Sam didn't try to eat for four hours. The man was getting upset and finally yelled to Sam, Eat it! Sam began to cry so loud, so the man gave up and apologised to Sam. Sam forgave him. After that, Sam tried to eat salad and began to like it. And in one week, he got a slim body and they all lived happily ever after. The end. Okay, and now time for an interview with Israeli comic Michelle Sabah, who came and met me and Sam on a rainy Sunday afternoon in a karaoke box in Tokyo. <laughs> you always say a rainy Sunday afternoon in a karaoke box in Tokyo. <laughs> Let's be honest, we did four interviews in one day. Yeah, we did. <laughs> um, and and we, were very fort- we were very fortunate because Michelle got lost because of bad organisation. <laughs> but we, I, I went out into the rain and found him, and so enjoy the interview. <laughs> Michelle! Thanks for coming to meet us today. Thank How are you, you doing? for having me. Just it's rainy. I got a little bit wet. It's all fine. Yeah, and you just sat there and listened to our interview with Christian. Yeah, yeah. Was very interesting. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. we're still in a karaoke box in uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, Knocking them out today, aren't we? Yes. <laughs> yeah. One after the other, yeah. yeah. So you're from Israel. Yes. You started yeah. doing comedy there. Yes. What's the comedy scene like over in Israel? Well, it's uh, larger than here in Tokyo. We definitely have many, many, many more comedians or like wannabe comedians. <laughs> uh, is it like five nights a w- well, seven nights a week you can go and to a no, club? No, no, no. It? Well, basically we have three comedy clubs. So there is the option, but those comedy clubs don't let anyone go in. Right. Like you have to be uh, in at a certain level to get in. And uh, if you're just talking about open mics, you yeah. have maybe one, like we have two open mics a week. Both in the same day. Right. <laughs> and uh, on, that seems like bad planning. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and every, 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 like every open mic, you have like maybe 80 people signing up. Wow. Right. And, and how, how many, yeah, how many? So when, when you just have? start out, you, you get maybe four minutes once a month. When you first started performing, you were getting these short spots. How long yeah. did it take you to kind of progress to the, the longer stuff? When you get your like good five minutes together, 
then you start to be invited to more like bar shows and stuff like that. And normally in the bars, you get 10 minutes. Uh, so you jump from five minutes to 10 minutes. And you think, fucking hell. <laughs> I need to write another five. Yeah. It's a lot of crowd work. <laughs> hey! Which is, yeah. by the way, for me, it's really hard to do uh, crowd work. <laughs> yeah. Because I just go, I don't really see any of them. Yeah. It's so, like, oh, you with the white uh, shirt. No, I, I cannot say that. <laughs> so uh, what, what Michelle's referencing there is that uh, he's uh, visually impaired. So yeah. tell us about that. Well, visually impaired, it means that uh, if everything is sunny and I'm out and I can pretty much uh, see, but if I'm in a club at night and everything is dark and there are a, a bunch of lights in my face, I cannot see anything. Okay. <laughs> so you're performing blind, basically. Yeah, I, well, I actually, uh, when I started to perform, people can see on, in my eyes that something is wrong. Sure. I, it's like I don't have like perfect, perfect eyes. And uh, when I started, uh, one of the tips that I read in some in, in one of the books I read was that you have to address the elephant in the room. Yeah, mm. yeah. Otherwise, people will like uh, whisper about it and not really listen to you. So I had to say something about it. And what's the best way to address it is, in my mind, was to take it to the extreme. To the extreme. Yeah, like yeah. comedy is the extreme. So instead of going up and, be, and being like, oh, I cannot see you very well, I was like, I can't fucking see anything. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just went up. I, I, I got a cane, like a blind person cane, <laughs> yeah, yeah. and which I didn't use in real life. But I was like, yeah, I, I have to go up on stage with this cane. It's like a prop. Yeah. Yeah. And I went up with, the, with this cane on stage and then you can literally hear all the audience go like, oh, fuck. <laughs> are we supposed to laugh at him or not laugh at him it's like, there was this wall that you have to break because people are sometimes they would feel bad laughing because yeah, oh yeah. we don't want to laugh on uh, like oh, like we want to laugh anyway it, it was difficult then uh, then i found out that, like i i went on stage i let everyone sink into the awkwardness yeah, yeah. good good and then i say like uh, nice to see you all yeah <laughs> <laughs> And then everyone's like, oh, he, he's... And sometimes, like, I know what audience I have. I, I learned this the hard way. Like, sometimes I would say this and nobody laughs. Right. Yeah. Oh, man. They are, like, <laughs> uptight. They need to... <laughs> and then I had another joke that I said after that that uh, breaks them. Like, I said that, oh, I know what you're probably thinking... Uh, you've never like we've never seen a blind stand-up comedian well that's fine you know me neither (laughs) and in the second joke they all crack up and then i was like okay now it's okay but yeah you have to kind of let the audience know that it's okay to laugh yeah yeah so do you think that you got because it's unique you were easier to move up the ladder quicker than i think i took advantage of the of my disability yeah uh, because not only for once i'm much much more memorable than yeah, yeah, any definitely. other of the comedians that could go up and like say their name and yeah. and then there's nothing unique about them yeah, yeah. second of all no one can steal my jokes yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no one can go up and say, and say oh i cannot see it like yeah. <laughs> so i had kind of unique material yeah. Well, you don't know this, but I uh, created a group in Israel that I was a manager of, and we we were an act that I'm a blind guy, a blind guy. I like I met another stand-up comedian who was is a deaf girl. <laughs> so no like, come, yeah, yeah. 
Is she she's, is she really deaf as well? Or she she's like uh, yeah. she has hearing aids and right. stuff, but oh, okay. without them she cannot really yeah, yeah. hear. She does stand up also in Israel, so I called her. And then there is another guy who was doing stand up for like maybe twenty years, and he's on, in a wheelchair. I was <laughs> really? like, hey, you come on here. Yeah. <laughs> it's like yeah. the Avengers. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then I was like, okay, because I wanted to like graduate from the ten minute spots of bars to to more. So I want. Mm. So I said, okay, if I do, if I collect like four people. Like Pokemon, <laughs> 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 then I can I can make a, a, a one hour a one hour show yeah. where each one does fifteen minutes. Yeah, yeah. So I had the the wheelchair guy, I had the the deaf girl, and then I needed one more. But unfortunately, uh, there were no more fuck ups in the <laughs> in the Israeli scene. So I was like, okay, I knew this uh, woman who was uh, 60, 60, 61 years old. So like, okay, she's the old uh, lady. <laughs> the biggest like, handicap you can find. <laughs> I mean, I mean, if you go on the bus, all of us get the first seat, right? Yeah. So it's <laughs> it was either that or a pregnant woman, and she's yeah, only yeah. good for nine like, Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> like okay you you gave both get pregnant again yeah. fast <laughs> i can help you out so what happened to the group then you finished now or they're still uh, well now i've kind of like we the still... old lady died <laughs> no actually <laughs> actually she's uh, doing really good uh, actually i had kind of a little fight with the deaf girl <laughs> like she didn't listen i know <laughs> I want to graduate to longer sets so yeah. now I'm going to do a, a like a half and a half comedy show with another guy right. so I will do a half an hour and he will do half an hour oh nice and, and who's the guy you're doing that with that's Mike Kroll okay Mike Kroll. that's a guy I met actually because uh, uh, he did a few of the stories in my uh, Perfect Liars Club in Israel ah uh, nice. yes so yeah. you're the nice segue you're the yeah. uh, <laughs> you're the, the the leader the runner the, the manager MC, of, the host yeah, the, of the Perfect Liars in Israel yes. tell us a little bit about that well, I, I was actually, I was exposed to Perfect Liars Club here in Tokyo when I was here. I performed at one of the shows here and I really liked the idea, liked the concept. And I was like, wow, I have to, it's so, it's so cool. I have to do this in Israel because we don't have anything like this in Israel. Yeah, it is a good show. Yeah, we have only like, uh, there are many nice shows here in Tokyo. Like in Israel, we only have like stand up and music and that's about it, I guess. <laughs> yeah. So... And politics, right? But I, I don't want to do this. <laughs> I didn't know about the politics bit. Yeah, yeah that's, uh, that's very like popular in t- on TV all the time. <laughs> so the public lies there. How is the public lies in Israel different to the Tokyo setup? Uh, well, first of all, it was in Hebrew. Okay. So the style is a little bit different. Uh, the people, are, like Israelis generally, are, they know how to spot a liar. Because right. they are themselves the biggest liars, <laughs> so, <laughs> so they they know all the tricks. So I thought it would be interesting to see if they could really uh, catch a liar or not. Yeah. And uh, surprisingly, they couldn't. Really? Yeah. Like there only one time did they catch the liar, and that was a, a show that we did in English. Right. So actually, the the audience members were kind of like half from England, half from America, and stuff. So yeah, Israelis are actually kind of bad at spotting liars, right. I guess. And obviously you're living in Japan, but you're running the Israeli Perfect Lives. So how does that work? I'm, I'm not living here. I'm visiting. Ah, okay. Mm-hmm. You're here a lot. Is that for immigration? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> not catching me out like that. <laughs> <laughs>
said obviously the Israeli scene is much much bigger but what do you think of the Tokyo comedy scene do you think it's a good scene or do you think I think it's a great scene uh, a bit like it can make you a little bit spoiled because the audiences here are really uh, generous with laughs like right. in Israel sometimes John's I John's not found that yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no but like I, I'm just comparing it to Israel Some, yeah, sometimes sure. in Israel people are so uh, conf- like confrontational they come to the show to see If you can make them laugh yeah. not, not like to to enjoy themselves yeah. so it's, it's like yeah military style you know it's like yeah. make me laugh now let's see you, <laughs> you yeah, I think I think in in Japan the like the English speaking audiences are so thirsty for English entertainment yes yeah. so they don't really care what you say as yeah. long as you say something <laughs> and, and it's in English it's like oh nice <laughs> and they laugh <laughs> 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 You mentioned the roast battle. Yeah. So uh, you, I know you performed... You've definitely done one. I saw yeah. you there. Yeah. What, how many have you done total? Oh, uh, that's going to be my second one. So now. your second one's coming up. Yeah. How do you approach them? Do you do you take it very seriously? You put a photo of your opponent on your mirror and stare at him in the morning? I or? stalk them. I stalk them, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, no, I mean, the first time I did it, it was against Anna. Yeah, and we we it was really friendly. We had a like a two hour uh, Skype talk, and we kind of tipped each other like, what can you like, yeah. what can you say about me, or what's what are my uh, facts and what are your yeah. facts? Yeah, uh, and I like yeah, and I got some stuff from it, and then I came up with a really like original jokes that I didn't think she would guess. Yeah, uh, and she didn't. Yeah, and uh, now now I'm it's. less communication but more like uh, just I see Hager all the time uh, uh, doing shows yeah. so Hager was the guest on episode one of this podcast yes, yes. Uh, which I really uh, listen to a lot of time to find out material well you should ask Sam for the outtakes because it's yeah. awesome <laughs> yeah give you some uh, <laughs> some inside info yeah um, so are you ready are you prepared for it yeah I think I am how do you feel like because obviously with a disability people Well, the roast battle is a it's a target people can take the yeah but that's what I it. thought in the first time yeah and I prepared a lot of comebacks especially for if the uh, if she addresses this yeah and she didn't yeah. did she so none of her jokes were aimed at that no, no. none of them <coughs> and all of my good comebacks were like <laughs> yeah. completely wasted. Yeah, yeah exactly do you remember any of them now of course they are saved for her <laughs> 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 well, we won't ask you to disclose them then. No. <laughs> also, I did know. Were you joking when you said just uh, have you got a picture of your enemy? You stick it on the mirror yeah. to look at it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you just said that. It didn't That's what Rocky did. Yeah. Yeah. But I said, oh, you don't take the piss out of the fact. I know. I assume he's got bright bathroom. I am a celebrity. <laughs> Thanks to Michelle Sabah for coming down and meeting us and having a chat. If you want to find out more about where he performs, you can go to our website, johnandsaminjapan.com. Now time for a word from our sponsor. You live in Japan, but wish you were back home? Get down to Mr. Disco's, Rapongi's premier nightclub and bar. We only speak English. I'm not sure about you, but I like my shoes. The Japanese are always taking their shoes off. But here at Mr. Disco's, we keep our shoes on. Come on down to Mr. Disco's, where it feels like you never left home.
Yo, Johnny McBee and Sammy O.T. Two Brits talk a shit over a cup of tea Probably a spot of milk and a crumpet, please But there's someone else cooking in the kitchen Could someone answer the burning question? Okay, and now it's time for this episode's burning question Which was, what food rules do you have? And we had quite a few replies to this on Facebook <laughs> Yeah, it was a hot topic Yeah So the first was from uh, a man called Andrew I don't know if he's from England or not, but he says, I had a mate who would smell his food before each bite. Didn't matter if he was eating a sandwich or using a knife and fork. Before each mouthful, he'd give it a little sniff. It was quite off-putting. That would be highly disturbing, I think. That, that would be... Having dinner with him would be so off-putting because the anticipation of the next sniff would be killing you. You wouldn't be able yeah. to concentrate on anything else. Uh, imagine during the winter months when he's got a cold or a runny nose. <laughs> yeah, I had a friend uh, in Australia. I lived in Australia for a bit, and uh, he, he was an English guy, and he just used to sniff stuff, like walk into a room and pick up a cushion. <laughs> it's like his hobby. It. Yeah, well, no, it's just a habit, and he'd, just, he'd you know, he'd catch himself doing it and he'd apologise, but he'd sit down in a pub and he'd pick up his beer mat and just have a quick sniff. and <laughs> it's, uh, he might be related to Joe Jim Lowe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there was uh, another guy got in touch, Bob from America. Bob said, I won't eat anything if it's past the expiration date, not even one day past. Right. That's a uh, bit, ins- well, that's, you know, capitalist culture for you, written all over it. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> Bob must be loaded. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what caught my eye actually for this this was a Facebook post Uh, John replied to him on Facebook with a very sympathetic answer he said that is mental (laughs) Bob replied oh I'm aware of that but I just can't stop I can't (laughs) stop myself following that rule and the wife doesn't like it (laughs) yeah and the the millions of starving people all around the world they're probably not too (laughs) yeah it's Bob's fault (laughs) (laughs) any others? Uh, yeah, so we had Dean. Dean sent through quite a, a list. Uh, oh, is this Dean from earlier? Dean from earlier, yep. Uh, he says, don't eat from my plate. Don't share my cutlery. Don't bite food, then offer me it. Don't bite from my food and expect me to continue eating it. And if you're not my daughters, make sure you follow the above or I'll fork you. <laughs> uh, yeah, I saw that one on... Uh... I saw that one on Facebook and I asked him, uh, is fork a typo? And he said, not if you touch my food. <laughs> my, uh, when I was growing up, one of my friend's dads is a chef. He's half Italian, half French. And he once stabbed me in the hand with a fork because he made me made <laughs> Because me he's a an angry chef. <laughs> yeah, well, he'd made, a, he'd made a nice steak and I asked him if schoolboy area of saying, can I have some ketchup? <laughs> I'm not sure. Seems like an overreaction to me. <laughs> well, yeah. Perhaps a simple no would have been better. Yeah. <laughs> From Dean's long list of <laughs> rules there, the one that stood out to me <laughs> was don't bite from my food and expect me to continue eating it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Which prison he's been living in. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, There was one more from Paul in England. Uh, He has one very simple rule. Whenever there's food around, his rule is that it won't keep. Yep, good rule. (laughs) Assuming Paul is a bit of a fat bastard. (laughs) (laughs) How How about about you? you? Me? Uh, Uh, No, not really. How about you? Do you have any uh, food rules? No, I don't think so. I just, yeah, 
growing up it was always the starving children in Africa make sure you eat everything uh, yeah I don't I'm not that bothered yeah how about uh, how about you uh, no I don't have any food rules really when it comes to eating I'll consume whatever's put in front of me most of the time but what my wife has a very strict <laughs> unsurprisingly uh, food rule when it comes to food preparation she insists that uh, we use uh, separate chopping boards for raw meat and vegetables and fruit, probably quite sensibly. Uh, <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, definitely uh, sensibly. <laughs> However, <laughs> because I don't like washing up very much, whenever she's in the house, I ignore this rule completely. <laughs> <laughs> and she'll never find out until she <laughs> until she gets salmonella. <laughs> <laughs> John and Sam in Japan. One is funny, one is funny looking. John and Sam in Japan. One of them is funny, one is funny looking. Which is which? You decide okay and now it's time for some comedy from andy erickson of a comedian based in the u.s she's been on tv she's won awards and she finished third on last comic standing on nbc i think you guys are going to enjoy this a lot super nerdy questions, you know? Like the other day he was like, hey, what's your favorite element? <laughs> I'm like, I don't care. He's like, come on, what's your favorite element? <laughs> so I punched him in the face. I was like, the element of surprise! <laughs> I, uh, I love the Bible, just kidding. But I was, I was reading it. I was no, I wasn't. But the Bible is great. No, it's not. But, but no, I like the Bible. I don't. Shit! Okay. Um, I, I, I think the story Noah's Ark is a really cool story. Like, that's like the coolest story in the Bible. But I think I would have done it differently, you know? Like, if I was Noah and God gave me the power to control animals, I wouldn't have done what Noah did, you know? Like, if I was Noah, I would have been like, bring me all the beaver! We're building a dam! (laughs) Okay, here's my impression of a valley girl that's into geography. Okay, valley girl into geography. Okay. So, like, the equator is like laterally zero degrees. (laughs) Like laterally. Um, So I am, 
right from kind of pissed at him because because of the way he treats penguins, right? Like Santa has the ability to make animals fly, right? And he's up there with the penguins, and the penguins are like, come on, we want to fly, we want to fly. And he's like, screw you, you'll never fly, you know? <laughs> they were like, we have wings. He's like, Psh, no. So what he does, he just imports reindeer from Canada, right? And that's not cool. I don't know if you know this, but Canada is like the North Pole's Mexico, right? <laughs> right? right? So the penguins are pissed. No, they're up in arms, but they can't show it. <laughs> I told that joke a couple weeks ago, and a guy came up to me after the show and was like, uh, just so you know, uh, penguins don't live in the North Pole. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, either does Santa. Okay, I'll do my sheep joke. Uh, I know, you guys are like, when is she gonna do her sheep joke? <laughs> So there's the sheep, right? And the sheep's like, I'm a sheep, I'm a sheep, you know? And there's the shepherd, and he's like, I'm a shepherd, I'm a shepherd, right? And the sheep's like, stop pushing me around, you know? You know? And the shepherd's like, what? <laughs> and the sheep's like, stop pushing me around, you know? And the shepherd's like, what? And the sheep's like, stop pushing me around, you know? And the shepherd's like, what? You know? And the sheep's like, you heard me! <laughs> Andy Erickson there, great stuff. If you want to find out more about her, you can visit her website, andyerickson.com. Uh, so that just leaves me to say thanks to Michelle Sabah for coming down and having a chat with us. Uh, and of course, uh, thanks one more time to Andy Erickson. Uh, you can find links to all of their stuff at our website, johnandsaminjapan.com uh, Also, I got a little bit of a recommendation. I came across a podcast by a couple of British guys. Uh, it's called the Tom and Jack Podcast. Uh, if you like our show, I really think you'd like their show. Uh, they're funny, <laughs> lots of good segments, little jingles. Uh, yeah, I think it's a definite recommendation from me. <laughs> right. So if you don't like our show, you should <laughs> yeah. still, still go listen to theirs anyway. Um, well, if you don't like our show, what are you doing listening into <laughs> yeah. the 30th minute, you yeah. madman? <laughs> or woman. Or woman. <laughs> no, probably, probably my missus just trying to find out what I've been saying about her. <laughs> Skipping through. <laughs> so, well, yes, if you want to get in contact with us to share your school day stories... Uh, any news stories if you want to submit your own stand-up or if you want to answer next episode's burning question which is who is the most famous person you've met and were they nice or were they nasty yeah <laughs> looking forward to a little bit of got <laughs> juicy gossip <laughs> yeah all right anything else no i think that's it okay catch, catch you later, later. that's <laughs> a good story but I'm not sure about it. Are we going to go with oh, that, okay. really? Well, yeah, probably not. <laughs> John and Sam in Japan, the international comedy podcast.